0: Hello and welcome to the Miracle-Minded Podcast. This is Nicole Sylvester and today we are going to talk about the dark side of personal development culture and why I decided to apologize to my clients. This episode is not a bashing to personal development. It's not a bashing to coaching. It is not any of that. I know there's a lot of that, but I'll tell you that this is not that space. I am so grateful for the personal development world. I mean, it's taken me from living the way that I lived and really seeing like, wow, as a solo mom, suffering with all the things that like, you know, labels and diagnoses and beliefs that I had, the patterns that my, my family had, it helps me see differently Inspired me to write my book, inspired me to start my business, inspired me to change my mindset. That combined with my spiritual practices in in the spiritual world. So this is not a bashing, but I will say this, wherever there are humans, there's light and there's dark, there's shadow, there's duality. We have both, we are both. This is also not a them, they, people are wrong. It's more of a, this is what's going on. Here's how I've participated and here's what I've learned and I'm inviting you to look at what you can do differently. But this takes a level of honesty, it takes a level of care. You may be ready to do it today. You may be triggered. I expect that this episode is very much an activator. It, it might trigger you. But know that I'm sharing this from love. And it's because I moved through a process that really humbled me, softened me, hurt me, and then it was such medicine. And it really changed the way that I showed up. It, it shifted the way that I view things, and I can't unsee it. And I feel that no matter how uncomfortable it was for me and what I experienced like through it all, I wouldn't pick it off a menu, of course. However, it was so perfect. It was so perfect for me so I want to talk about it because I want to highlight some things and may my experience open your heart open your eyes and and help you see differently okay so on that note I want to tell you like the context of what I'm even talking about here what what happened that made me feel this way so If you've listened to the podcast over the last year, you've probably heard since January that I was so excited that I was doing these big moves, these big bold moves. I was making these big investments and one of the investments was like a repeat investment a program and mentors I've been working with for a long time and that's phenomenal. The other one was a program that last December, actually right about this time, there was a a moment where this mentor popped into my meditation. And I thought, that means spirit is guiding me there. <laughs> so I was like, I'm in. I, I went to find her, I, I like looked up her stuff and I, I joined. And I went all in. When I say I went all in, I, I joined a mastermind that was $15,555 a month. Now, I was not someone that had this paying full money sitting somewhere I, I love to find places and things to do with my money, so it was it was not that. I did not have the pay in full money. It was definitely going to be a payment plan situation. And looking back at my income the year before, I was like, I can do this, you know? I made just under $600,000. I was like, I, I will do this, you know? I had some really big months, and then months that were slower, but I was like, I'm I'm gonna do both of these. My heart is saying yes. I did both. The the thing that happened though is my life changed a lot in May. I shared this two episodes ago. If you really want to hear about the whole health thing, you can you can listen to that episode. It's what all the doctors missed. So in May, once I had COVID, things kind of went downhill from there. Slow slower than normal in my business, my energy levels were just not what they normally were. My mindset, my mental health was not the same. I started to see things differently. And then I'm in this space where I'm like, I have to keep up. So it was this compounding situation where I am in a room, so to speak, where it's very much about how much are you making? What are you selling? And there's like really large amounts, which is inspiring and exciting at the time. But also when I was looking at my energy levels and what I was feeling physically, mentally, emotionally, I just thought something's wrong with me because I cannot keep up. And up until that point, I would say that with the exception of when my mom passed away in 2018, I'm one of those people that like, I manifest the things. Like I decide and I do it, you know, like, I decide and something happens. And when you live that way, I would say that it gives you this like kind of confidence where you're just like, but that's how it works. And if you look around at like manifesting culture, manifesting conversations, especially in the coaching industry, because there's an agenda to sell. Like, look what I do, I have the secret code, buy it from me. Now, what I wanna say here, is what's really important here, is that we do manifest all the time, and there's teachers that I love to watch. There's things that I love to feel into, and it still is manifesting, but the difference is when we look at it from more of a scientific space and we look at it from like human nature space, uh, space it can take time. It's not just a decision sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes it's deciding and then it's like, okay, let's see what happens. Like it's deciding and like, let's see how this unfolds. It's deciding and then starting to change your behavior. But it's also like there could be time involved, right? So it's really just understanding that sometimes there's these unhealthy expectations on some of these things. And if we're not mindful, we can look at it as like, I'm deficient or broken or I I don't, I'm not good enough. So anyway, moving through this process, as I'm approaching, you know, that happened in May and things were just kind of funky moving through the summer and I was like, what is happening? And I continued to like push, force, and try to get this to work because I'm like, I have so many like responsibilities right now. And I was approaching my live event in October meanwhile I'm in this program that is also doing deep healing energy work that's releasing traumas and liberating you know stored emotion from my body so at the same time I'm, I'm softening I'm listening to my soul I'm opening up and it was interesting because I was experiencing this part of me that just said slow down you don't need to do so much you've been trying too hard you have thought that you're not enough like you get to slow down. And then it was like, I can't, like how could I slow down with all the stuff going on? But the interesting thing is the way that our bodies work, the way that spirit works, is in that feeling of like, well, I'm not, I don't have the energy levels and something must be off. When I went to my doctor, I found out that indeed something was like a major red flag and that I had to change my lifestyle. So in October, navigating this well let me go back to september in september that's when i made my decision that my lifestyle needs to change but i didn't want to quit this mastermind because i had this hardcore belief that like we don't we don't leave one of my old mentors would always say queens don't cancel contracts queens keep their contracts it was like you know that was that was brainwashed into my brain and i'm like yeah of course like we want to keep our contracts anyway like if we make a deal if we make a contract like we keep it and now I'm in this other program and my mentor is very clear like she like like you keep your word. You keep your contract. Her word, her terms, her contracts, everything. And that's fine. But there was a part of me that was like I need to figure this out. I'm looking at all these women that have figured it out. I need to figure it out. I need to figure it out, figure it out for myself. Forget her. I had other people in my ear like you're not you're not doing your best. Like there's things that are happening. Like get out of there. And I was just like, no, I will not. I will not. So anyway, in September, what I did do was I told them that I am going to invest in some healing situations, like, you know, with the doctor and different protocols and like really went heavy into some things for just to like slow down and heal. And I told them like, I'm going to split my payment this month. I'm going to split it. And they were flexible. They let me do that. It was fine. But come in October... I had my live event and I get to my live event, I'm on property, I'm there at the hotel and I feel at my worst, physically, emotionally, mentally. What was happening is that I was living fragmented. I was living fragmented because my body and my soul were like, do this. And my ego said, I will not. And we can only live like that for so long. And I, I'm, I'm curious if you felt fragmented this way in some shape or form. I can look back to different periods in my life and know that when I was fragmented, like times that I knew that I needed to leave, leave a relationship, um, times when I knew that something was off with someone and I just kept staying there. It's like our body and our soul, they have great intelligence and wisdom for us and when we don't listen because our ego wants us to still be liked to be loved to be accepted to fit in to be enough we will suffer greatly so i'm at my live event um hotel in newport beach and while i'm there i know that i am so tender i'm crying so much so much emotion is coming through at this point, I'm just like, wow, I feel like I'm in a really bad place, but I trust the medicine in it, you know, because that's just how I live my life. But I was calling my my energy, you know, mentor, and I'm like, I have to hold space for 40 people. And last year when I held this event, I was fucking on top of the world. Like I was like, you know, in a different place. And right now I am like the most tender a vulnerable human being like I feel like I could just like melt into the floor and I don't like it and he essentially just reminded me that you know this is another dimension of power and that's why I want to share this with you who's listening because I feel like power has been demonstrated and and packaged to us and shown as you in your most perfect clear fierce way or like without any emotion just like leadership powerful dominant like this way of power that's that's kind of how I I guess I believed it it was and then there was this power that was coming through that was like messy and soft but it felt different and it really got me in touch with my humanness and I started to feel like whoa I was disconnected from this a bit and I was abandoning it a bit. So knowing that I had to lead this event, I really started feeling into what was true because I knew that I could not meet my women fragmented. I knew that I could not go on stage and represent myself and hold space for them in a fragmented state. So the fragmentation came to like the surface and at that time what I had to do is really confront myself. And I feel like that's the thing about personal growth is... It's less about doing this thing because everyone else is doing it. It's not always the big investment. It's not always you know, pushing yourself to max capacity. Sometimes it's really just sitting down and being so fucking honest with yourself. And when I sat down and got honest with myself, what I found out was that I compromised myself. I would compromised myself emotionally, physically, mentally, and financially because I thought that I should do a thing to be good enough. That if I finally made some psh, add up, some random multi-million dollars a year, then I would be good enough. If I was part of this group, I would be good enough. And it's like that that same shadow of like little Nikki that grew up poor, people making fun of me because of my parents and their addiction and their their craziness and their messiness and feeling ashamed to go into grocery stores with welfare and food stamps and feeling ashamed when I had to go to school with the the clothes that weren't that great and hand-me-downs, that little Nikki was still running the show. And I, I wonder if any of you can relate to this. I literally have chills on my legs. That little Nikki was running the show and she wanted me to be enough, to prove I was enough, to demonstrate I was enough, to show I was enough. And what was happening at this time and place in October was like I saw that I was enough and I saw that I was no longer able to continue to push when my body said, stop. So there's a whole book by Dr. Gabor Mate. Um, He's a trauma expert, if you will. I think that's, that's what he would call himself specialist. But anyway, he studies trauma and what it does to people and what the experience is like. And he has a whole body called When the Body Says, or a whole body, a whole book called When the Body Says No. And it's about Adults that develop at an early age all sorts of autoimmune and um, even fatal illnesses because they didn't know how to say no themselves. So their body began to shut down and say no for them. Now that is fucking deep. And I started reading like the first 40 pages of the book and it just blew my mind because I realized that my body was saying no. My ego wouldn't let me say no. My ego said, you are going to keep going, you are going to do this, you're going to be like the women on the internet that are like, I've done all of this, and yes, and you know, champagne celebrations with my mentor, and like all this shit that I bought into. It's not that it's bad, but like my body was saying no. But I was like, body, we're just going to get through this in January when these payments are done, we will slow down then. But my body had other intentions, and my body's intentions were strong. So, When I realized I was compromised, I wrote them an email and I was so vulnerable. I was so vulnerable sharing what I felt, what I was experiencing, where I was, and I really felt ashamed to write it. Like, even though I had come to a clear decision and knowing, there was still a lot of shame. I had shame that my body couldn't just keep up. I had shame that my body was shutting me down I thought well is this self-sabotaging patterns that I can't figure out and like is this like a trauma loop that I just can't get out of like I felt like these women can do it and I can't do it. I mean there was so much shame that I was feeling and then to write my two mentors at the time I, I was in three programs total but like I wrote the two that were business related and I just shared my heart and where I was at and the mentor that I'm referring to here, the one that I spent, the you know, 100,000 plus invested in, um, I was expecting to hear like a very uh, emotionally intelligent, connected, loving response back. Because I mean, I was in like, somewhat of a crisis mode. It did not look, it was not good. (laughs) And I'm feeling like, I have been so intimate with this person. When I say intimate, I talk about intimacy as emotional intimacy. I have shared so much with this mentor. I have like put my heart on the line. I have been so open and and to be transparent, she was great. She was great in all those situations. She was loving. She was kind. She was caring. And I really honored her, celebrated her and I hated to let her down I didn't want to let her down I was letting myself down there was a lot and I wonder if you've ever been in a situation like this where it was like you had to make a decision you knew it was for the highest good but it also let people down it was letting you down even and it's like the feelings that are there for that that's a very human experience and we all have it at some time or place that's that's what I'm feeling but when I did this I waited for the email and at first, I didn't hear anything for like three days. And then I sent like a follow-up email. And I was like, you know, I was nervous because I was like, oh my God, I feel like this just, I'm feeling so many emotions from this. But when I finally sent the follow-up email, it was just very clear about like what my decision was. When I got the message back, I was, I was shocked. I just thought, wow, did this person even read my words? Is this just like an auto reply? Like what is this? Because this is not okay. It was damaging. It was extremely tone deaf. And it was just not, it was not okay. And I wrote that back in response. I was just like, I cannot believe that I just received this back in response to what I shared with you. And it was basically like, we're sending you the best money vibes, but you have to keep paying. You have to keep going. You can't stop. And, and then they told me that I have to do all these things, but I cannot ask any questions. I cannot schedule any calls. Basically, you can stay inside the Voxer to keep your spirits up. I was like, what the? What? Like, did you just listen to what I shared? So I informed them of how not okay That is, especially when someone's in a fragile state and how damaging it could be for people and to like really consider that. And it was just not getting anywhere. There was like two more emails of them just basically telling me similar things. There was even one email that was copied and pasted. Like you could tell they were doing some damage control on the team because it was like purple font and then black font in the middle and then more purple font. And at the time, my mentor had decided to go on a mystery trip and she was just sending videos of like her and her you know private jet and like her three million dollar two million dollar diamond or something and i'm thinking she's gonna of course understand like what i'm experiencing like you know she cares about me she cares about me we are we've developed this relationship over seven months but it was heartbreaking to realize like no no it was extremely clear that they would rather me go into further health crisis, go into financial ruin even, to not be well, but I better keep the terms and contract of what I said I would do in January, in this October. Now the thing I wanna point out here is that there was nothing that I owed them for services received that were not paid for. So to give you a, a breakdown on this, in this particular container you had to pay three months and that's like 46,000 something before you can even begin. So for two months I made my payments without receiving like the actual mentorship. I was in her other programs like and I listened and things like that and I, and I enjoyed them like I was all in in the beginning. And in month three like when I made my third payment I joined into the mastermind right after that. So. They actually had two months of payments for services I never received. And I didn't care, I didn't want, I did not want a refund. I mean, I did not ask for a refund. I did not expect a refund. I was just like, well, that was my choice. And I think this is what's important because there's a lot of conversations on the internet from bitter, angry people that are blaming coaches and blaming people for their debt and their financial issues. And like, you can't do that, friends. Like. You know, if I were to sit down with you, if you're my sister, if you're my best friend, and how, you know, the kind of conversations I've had to have with myself is, that's our responsibility. Like, I can't sit here and blame this mentor because all these things went down and it created stress for me. I'm just looking at myself, like, what caused you to make these decisions and keep pushing? That's a me issue, not a anyone else issue. And it's not an issue to even judge myself for. It's something that needs loving reflection and care. Because we're all unraveling our our wounds, we're all tending to that things, we're all coming home to our light if we so choose. So I wanna point that out, that I am not upset about the money that I spent, I'm not upset that I made these decisions, I'm hurt, and then also I would say that on the on the now side, I'm in a space like we need to look at where we do this to other people, we need to look at where we treat people like this, we need to look at where we're just so in a business mode in these kind of um, very vulnerable containers. And then we could be very damaging to someone. So you're gonna hear about how I apologize to my clients and what this led me to do. But I wanna tell you just how this ended. So how this ended was, after maybe three emails from the team, I told them, don't write me anymore. I'm not available for this. I, I've been very clear, I don't owe you anything. I've already paid you two months in advance, keep it. I'm not asking for it. And then a few days later, I receive an email in response, and it essentially says, based on your energetics in your emails, she has decided to permanently release you from the group. And while I had some relief because I was like, okay, I don't have to get any more of those other kind of emails, there was this other feeling like, when you break up with someone, you know? It's like, I didn't want there to be a breakup, but I also had to choose myself. I didn't want us to be on bad terms, but what did you want me to do, to abandon myself? And the reality is, yes, they did. (laughs) They want me, they would have preferred for me to abandon what I knew, abandon my body, abandon my health, abandon my financial situation, and just keep on her terms, her truth, what's integrity for her. And I had to unpack that there was integrity that I had to keep with myself, first and foremost. We can say that that's integrity with God, but it was integrity with myself first. And realizing that I had not been integrity with myself was like, whoa. So it was like I had woken up and the veil lifted. It was like there was a spell over me. It was like I was brainwashed and finally the brainwashing washed over me and was like, we're back. This is bullshit. We're not here for this. But it wasn't so simple. It was like, My nervous system went into like collapse shutdown mode for a bit because I did have a lot of shame there was a lot of shame that was present I mean there was a morning on like maybe October 27th 28th ish where I woke up in the morning and just felt like so much from all of it I called my friend um and I was just in tears and I was like you know what I just want to be like held in this for a moment because this is what feels true and then she helped me understand and see that this is very real in manipulation and also like a trauma response that we can speak our truth and own it but there's still this scared little girl within us that is going to be like but if you would have just followed their rules if you would have just did what they said you would be okay now you wouldn't have to deal with all this hurt but there's hurt that comes with abandoning yourself and i just wasn't available for that so to me this was horrible now after this, there were some things that compounded, right? This was, you know, two months ago or so. But what happened was, over the two months, I had referred some friends into this mentors program. And what they shared with me uh, was that she was using me as an example. She was using me ex- as an example in her programs. So teaching and sharing about how she received the email, about being tone deaf to trauma, and she doesn't believe that like she basically believes trauma is an excuse and one of my friends like screen recorded and just said this is her beliefs on trauma and I was like wow like okay so not only was I going through what I was going through but now I'm like I'm being used as an example and up until even recently with her most recent program I heard it from someone else that it was like using my you know like women are not keeping their contracts so I need to do this and I need to do that and it's like do you have any sense for why someone's not keeping their contract? Do you ever like have any empathy, compassion, care? You know, like, it so it just really got to me. And I just heard that and then on top of that, a friend sent me a post and it, it was like, you know, people are catching on. And it was a post that this mentor posted two, three days ago And she was saying that people are slandering her. And if you're not aware, slander means making false statements. And the post went on. I've seen these posts from her many times in the year that I was, you know, in her world. And these posts, normally I would see them and think, people are such jerks. Like, how could they? Like, she's so amazing. Like, how could they ever, you know? But now I'm viewing it from the point of like, well, I really was hurt by your practices like the way that you showed up for me and met me was like damaging psychological abuse even if you tell someone they have to do something when they're they're suffering you tell someone that they're wrong you tell someone that they're out of integrity when they're sharing with you exactly where they're at and to to meet them that way is not okay so on that note There was something in me that was just like i want to address her here on this post now i normally would never do this and if it was a third party i would never do it so i want to make something clear i see people online commenting and tearing people down that have never worked with someone uh, uh, one-on-one they've never worked with them they don't even know them they're just making assumptions and judgments from afar and then commenting and and tearing them down in comments I do not condone that I feel that is so icky like that is not okay that's bullying behavior okay so if something has nothing to do with you and you're just making a comment on the internet and spreading hate and spreading negativity that is just that's bullying and I just want to say like I think that that is so not okay okay and what I saw was this like opportunity that I could share what I experienced and what it was like for me moving through that and she would either see it and delete it which I expected but she would see it and she would know or she would see it and she would respond and maybe apologize or like give it some thought but instead what she did was continue to gaslight me in the responses. And I was just like wow okay this is like it's worse than I realized. Now. What I essentially said was that I celebrated her, honored her, and loved having her as a mentor. And during an extremely painful time, her team, her, acted like I didn't even exist. It was like shutting the door on you, like pay me or you don't exist. And that was heartbreaking. And I said that it's important to put people over money and that I feel like there's something to explore here like there's a there's an area of growth here but you know that wasn't really it it went it went the wrong way let's just say that now it was clarifying because i had some women that i really love from the mastermind that reached out to me after things went down and they they didn't think that she actually knew the specifics she you know, she does have a team that handles financials and things like that. So there was this kind of belief by several of the women that like she did not read the email, she doesn't know the details and she has probably a scripted response. So there was a part of me that was like, well, maybe that is the case. I don't think so. I think she knows. I know if I was, if there was one of my clients that I was very close to, that I talked to, you know, four days a week, if they went MIA, then I would be like, what's, you know, what's going on? So she saw it. And then the thing that was interesting is one of the women from the mastermind came in and she really wanted to protect this mentor. And this other woman, she's an amazing woman. You know, she's sweet. And I think she, she definitely means well. I think that she just wanted to demonstrate, you know, she's, she's young too. But I think she just wanted to demonstrate that like she will protect her mentor. She loves her so much. And she came in and like tried to take away from my experience. She's just like, you know. You and I both know. You know this. And I'm just like, we cannot do that to each other. And I wanna point that out here. That we cannot tell someone, you know that this person is a nice person. You know that this person would never abuse. You know that this person would never rape you. They never raped me. That's what people do to other women. We take away from an experience and tell them it's not real because I didn't have that experience. We don't know what happens behind closed doors. We don't know what happens when people get upset because we don't follow the rules anymore. We don't know. So to come in and to tell another woman that is damaging. And the reason why these things are psychological abuse is because it really makes someone question what feels true for them. And I want you to catch that. I have done so much work, so much deep diving, so much, To believe that what I feel is okay, that what I know is true, and that I get to trust myself and I get to be my own safe space. And to have any other human come into my world, come into my head and tell me, you don't know what you feel. You don't know what is right or wrong. You need to do this. is so not okay. Now, the personal development culture does that a lot because there's things like you're not giving 100 meanwhile someone could be given 100 and they're like push their themselves to the max which is like what i did and then other people are like but you didn't give 100 if you gave 100 it would have worked if you gave 100 it would happened. that is so toxic my friends like we cannot do that to each other so nevertheless i share what i shared there were some comments there was also this is really interesting there was a friend that i broke up with because she was very aggressive like she we were building a friendship but I saw that she would post things online and she would call people like I'm quoting her big fat liars and I just felt like in my body I'm like you do not feel like a safe person to me because safe people to me are people that can have like conversations they can communicate they can talk about things and they don't attack other people like that like even when I was commenting to Um, my mentor online i was not calling her any names the one thing i said she's an incredible human and there's a big room for growth because this was very damaging because i feel like everybody's redeemable i'm a very forgiving person and at the same time when something is wrong and there's an injustice or there's an issue i feel like it needs to be brought to the light and that's just the way that i've always been And there was a period where I tried to take that part of me and stuff it away. And I just wanted to be a woman that was quiet, a woman that prayed about it. And sometimes that is the best thing to do. And then there's times where it's like, we get to speak up, we get to address. And it doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable. This has not been comfortable for me. I actually felt like my nervous system was like frazzled because of this. But there was a part of me that just felt like I was dismissed. You know, I was not acknowledged. And I want her to recognize that these things are damaging. And you know, if I, if I emailed that to her team, who knows if they would ever even send it to her care. And there was always that question of, are they just like gatekeeping, you know? So at the end, I'm glad I did it, but at the same time, I've, I've been ruminating on it because I was just like, is there a better way I could have said it? Could I have been kinder? Could I have been more clear? And you know, at the end of the day, not everyone's gonna understand. And none of us are perfect we're all here to practice we're all here doing our best so that's what it is back to what i was saying you know the former friend the last time we ended things you know we left on a good note i thought it was like a neutral note you know it was agreeing to disagree and agreeing that our values are different and we view things differently and that's okay it's safe to disagree it's safe to feel this way and the interesting thing is in the comments where I'm sharing like this woman calls me harm and I'm addressing you now, she comes in with this like bully energy out of the blue and I was like, well, that was very revealing. My instincts were right. Like my heart guided me the right direction back when I told you I don't wanna go to lunch with you and I think it's best we go our separate ways because you know, I just don't do aggression. I don't do aggression. I think it's one thing to address someone that has Not been available for you to address them. And there's, it's one thing to share something, but when we start being aggressive and we start jumping in things that we don't have like direct, like communication with, we don't have direct knowing about, that doesn't feel good to me. And I don't recommend it actually. So it was like a wild day. Let's just say that there was a lot of emotions, there was a lot of things I had to seriously regulate my nervous system. But I will say this that we have to look at where, where we're playing a part in this. So let me tell you this. I have participated in the dark side of personal development culture. And anyone that does not sit down and say, yes, I have done this, I have done that, I can do better, that's a red flag to me. Because when we're working so closely with people and we're all on a mission to be better, there's always room for improvement. So we have to look for that. So now that I've shared the context of that, I want to share what I've been wanting to share with you. Because it really took me two months for me to get out of that collapse mode and I went into kind of solitude. I mean, I moved to Texas. I wasn't really talking to any humans. I went offline for two weeks. I just was like, what's true? What's real? What are my values now? And what is my highest and best next step. I really deepened into my relationship with God. I really fell into my humanness and like what matters to me and what do I want to be known for and how do I want people to feel when they work with me and I can't control how people feel when they work with me but I can control and do my part and I can keep growing, keep evolving and keep getting better. So I wrote some notes because I want to get really clear on this and the reason why this is so important that we all look at this is because we have to understand that we work with all sorts of different humans. That there's people that are watching us and they're like, I wanna do what you've done. And the what, what you say matters, how you say it matters, the things that you share matter, they have impact. We, all, we talk about influencers, we talk about making impact, but sometimes we have to really break down what that influence and impact does. Not only like, I want it, I want it, I want it, people want it because it's power. But we have to know like, what does it really create for people? And in the depths of that reflection, really honest, that is what led me to apologize to some clients. And I want to tell you all about that. And I also want to share my notes, what I have picked up as the dark side of personal development culture and what that looks like and how you can look for it in your own practices and begin to unravel some of the programming that's here. Because really, it is like... The dark side of the patriarchy. Um, you know, there's a lot that is old paradigm that we're unraveling. We are becoming more sensitive. I'm a very sensitive being. I definitely identify as highly sensitive person. To the facts where I've been like, this is a bit too much sometimes, and sometimes it feels like a curse. But it also is a tremendous gift because it lets me feel into all of these things that I'm sharing with you here. And some of the things that I've picked up on, I've noticed how it has controlled people's behaviors, how it's made people make choices out of fear of not being enough. It has created all sorts of situations that have led people to now say that the entire coaching industry is toxic and that it should be this and it should be that. And I I just want to remind you, like. Wherever there are humans, which means every single industry, there is a dark side because there is the duality. It's so easy to look at other people's dark side, look at other people's shadow and see them clearly. But the important thing is that we need to look at our own. And that can be uncomfortable. It can really be uncomfortable because in looking at that, we have to admit sometimes when we were wrong, where we could have done better. And there was a part of my ego that was like, I did not want to see it. I did not want to see it and that's what the ego does. The ego does not want us to see it. So in my deep reflection, in my isolation, in my time of licking my own wounds and realizing that I I needed to make things right. So overall, looking at my career, there are mistakes that I've absolutely made. I've been in this business for seven years, I would say six years where my business was actually working where I was working with clients consistently, many clients at one time, you know, my business went to $200,000 in 18 months. You know, so for those of you that don't know my story, it's like I was on welfare. I was struggling, struggling, struggling. I did my business. I was so consistent. I didn't have a coach. I wasn't in a mastermind. I had invested in courses. I used tax money. I took loans from friends to like take business courses and little like workshops here and there and I was just hellbent on getting my business to work and I knew that I had a message and I knew I had work to do. So I did it. But in that time, I can see where over the years, my own wounds, my own fear, my own discomfort in being rejected, that all of these things had led me to not be the human that I wanted to be or a human that someone may have needed in the moment, but instead a coach. A coach that was with no flexibility that was speaking all of these things from the personal development culture that are damaging to someone because what it's doing is telling you, do not trust that feeling you have. I know you better than you know you. That is so toxic. <laughs> so toxic. Now, I learned these things from other coaches. I learned these things because that's what I thought you do. Like you overcome objections. You get people to get back in the game. Like that's what we do. But it's different for us women. My belief is this. The work that I do is guiding women home to remember, to trust themselves, to pick up on their own subtle clues. Now, some people could be like, but it's self-sabotage. It could be. But in that moment, They could have a sabotaging spiral, yet if everything in them points to, this is where I feel called to go. To tell someone not to trust that can also be damaging. Now I get that this is controversial because there's people that are like very much like, no, but I'm in the business of self-trust. I'm in the business of self-love. I'm in the business of coming home to yourself and you becoming your own safe space. Not someone else being your safe space, you being your safe space. And in that, that means that you have to be willing to trust what you feel as truth. And even if it's a lesson that you need to learn, even if it's something that doesn't make sense, are you willing to trust it and see where it leads you? This is how we develop this communion with self. So because I'm in that business, if someone comes to me and says, this just doesn't feel in alignment anymore, or my everything in me tells me this, my work in alignment with what i do and my work in the world needs to be i hear you i understand i can ask them like is there anything here you want to explore is there anything else that you feel like you want to share or move through in order to feel complete i can do that if i feel called to i don't necessarily owe that to anyone and i want to say that in terms of boundaries cuz i know in the coaching industry people are like i I don't, um, what's the word? I don't do anything outside of my container. You didn't pay me for that. But if someone's already paid you for something and there's still time on the clock, so to speak, then you could do that if you wish to. Or you can just send them well. Like, you know, send them their best. And there's so many people I do that with. So I'll give you an example. I once ran a program that was selling in advance. It was selling like four months in advance now a lot can happen from a commitment and a deposit dropped in month one four months later by the time the program comes people could be totally different they could have totally different intentions totally different feelings they could feel totally different about that decision now some of the women that were saying yes to that in a moment of excitement decided that they were feeling called to go in a different direction that they weren't feeling called to it they wanted to just like not continue when it came time to start the program and to make their actual second payment of course to me that felt sucky you know it feels who who loves that feeling I don't and I think that we can all agree Agree, even the women doing that that are also coaches I bet that they can agree like that feels like shit and I'm sure that they felt it in that like since then or before and they know but at the same time that we're in that kind of uncomfortable place where it's like well i don't want to let you down but i can't abandon myself right so that's an interesting situation now there are some people that are just like they don't like to pay things they're not good with their money they're not good with paying things in general there there are some of those situations and that's different but there's people that literally just feel like look this isn't it i i, I just have to trust this And when we say that, no, you need to continue because four months ago, nine months ago, six months ago, you said you would. I don't feel that that is in that best interest of personal development. So when those women said that, of course, I was bummed. I asked if there was anything else that I could do. And some of them I asked, can I ask you why? And, you know, those women I still have a relationship with. I still love them. I think of them even often. I remember, you know, some of their special dates and things like that like when I'm working with someone intimately. I don't compartmentalize like you're a human over here and you don't matter unless you pay me or like I compartmentalize and we're only in this container. It's like for me I do care about you. I care about you. Am I going to jump on the phone with you all the time after our container ends? No. I don't even jump on the phone with my friends constantly. I'm a, i am That's just not what's going to happen. But do I care about you? Do I think about you? Do you deserve my respect? Do you deserve a response from me? Do you deserve those things? Yes, I feel so. If you've paid me money, you've invested in me, you've trusted me, you you have believed in me to support you, then I have that honor, right, and respect to do that. And there's times where I have not been that way. Because I'm like, I'll just let my team handle it. Or I will just come in with this coaching energy and i will project that you're not giving your all. I will project that you don't know what's best for you. I will project that you're sabotaging. And that is where it's toxic. So i i actually had some women that came to my mind and there were 3 women. So it's it's not a lot. But there were 3 women and i decided to write them an email out of the blue and the subject was love and repair. And i essentially wrote them and said I hope you're very well, you're on my heart. I recently moved through a situation that really led me to question how I do things, why I do things, and how I communicate with my clients. And after this reflection, it has led me to look at how I've handled things, and I realized through my current lens, I would do things very differently. I want to thank you for honoring your choice, your truth. And I hope that I did not negatively impact you as you were choosing to trust yourself. If I have, then I'm sorry. So I said something along those lines. And, you know, not everyone replied. And some of the women did. And some, you know, there was one woman that I love so much. And that in my heart, I was just like, you did me wrong. So I'm shutting out. Like, you didn't keep your contract. Queens keep their contract and I'm cutting you off. And it's like, I love that woman. I love her. Like I had a great time with her in my world. Like I missed her being, not being in my world when she left. And you know, shout out to Michelle if she's listening to this. It's like there's, there's people that I do care about and that I did love and that because of these things that I was taught and that I believe that this is what we do when we want to be successful. Now, I believe in boundaries. I believe that you get to decide when you want to say no. I believe that you get to decide when you want to say yes. I believe in all these things. No matter what though, I believe that there are things that we can do that are manipulative, that it's not a boundary. It's not just like I can't meet you there. It's more like you need to meet me over here or else. If you don't meet me over here, then this. Like it's, Not only putting up a boundary that I'm not willing to meet you there, it's very much like psychological manipulation. And we need to be mindful of when that's happening. So whenever people have left anything of mine, I'm not making them pay for anything. My belief is this. I do not want you to pay for something that you do not wanna pay for. That feels like extortion to me, that feels like resentment to me, that does not feel good. I understand that we change. I understand that we evolve. I understand that we change our mind. Now, this can trigger a lot of people because here's the real truth. When I really checked in on like why would I ever do that to someone, it would be because I want them to pay me no matter what. And I'm afraid that if I don't have these things and I don't enforce them, then I won't have people that continuously pay me. But that is far from the truth. And here's why. When someone loves you, when someone gets great value from you, when someone cares about you, when someone cares about the relationship, they are gonna do everything they can to honor that. And if it gets to an extreme point where it's like, this is extreme for me, then there might be a situation. Recently, I had someone that left a program and I offered that as an option. I said, well, you can do this, or you can do this. And I've done that before. Because here's the thing for me, I want you to be in my programs and I want you to feel like that's where you wanna be. I want you to feel like you're getting value from it. I want you to feel like it's something that has supported you. I don't want you to feel like it's extortion, which is like you're gonna pay me no matter what or else. I don't want it to feel like resentment, like. Some of these investments, it's hard for people to come up with the money. It's a stretch for them. And yeah, we could say money is just energy. It's only hard if you make it. We could use all of this, this, these tactics, but someone is in a very 3D reality and that's where they're at. We have to also like honor them where they're at. It's one thing to tell someone like, hey, there's still possibility. You could dig deeper. Is there any other way? Because you want them to really tap into their potential, not tap out yet. Yes. So there's places for this, right? But when we're really in touch with what's going on, if someone is like on the verge of financial ruin, they are like late on the rent, they're dealing with situations. There's all kinds of situations where it's only compounding the negative for them. Do you really want to keep pushing them to pay you? That's a personal question that you get to ask yourself. Like I would say that's the first question you get to ask yourself. Like, is there any human flexibility in your terms and contracts? Is there any? There doesn't have to be, but is there any? And I think that's one of the first things you can reflect on. So on that note, I see that this is already nearly an hour long episode and I have not even gone through this list of the red flags. <laughs> this is a. This is one of them. It's about like having some flexibility and would you rather that someone goes into really compromising situations at the cost of staying in integrity to you over all their other things that they have going on? Like why are you the most important? That's an interesting thing to look at. So so reflect on it and I would love to hear from you. You know, I would love to hear from you. You can just share this with someone too. Like do you know someone that needs to hear this episode? If you share this one on social media, I would love if you tag me. Let me know how you experience this show. Have you experienced any of the situations that I've mentioned thus far? Have you participated in some of this? It's okay to admit it. I mean, this is a whole podcast of me admitting it. One thing I've learned since I've written my memoir, for instance, my memoir shares all of my darkest, shameful secrets, right? From selling drugs for so that you know this man could love me and you know abandoning myself time and time again abusive relationships like all of my deepest darkest fears and things because i feel like we're not alone in them we're not alone in them it might show up differently but we're not alone in them we are human and to be human is to feel shame guilt afraid to have wounds and to also have wisdom. And this, uh, this whole podcast situation is about bringing us into our wounds, shining light on them, and then lovingly approving of ourselves, accepting of ourselves, apologizing, and making that love and repair where needed, and then continuing to just keep growing. I heard this therapist um, that she shared one time that if you work with people intimately, that you will do harm like all of us will, but it's our responsibility to make sure that we get better and better and better. And I think that's so important. So if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, and I would ask you to go ahead and subscribe if you want to get the part two when it drops, the part two is going to be going through these situations. And I'm curious to hear from my coaches, from my healers, from my guides, from my consultants and The people out there that are doing good work with good people. And sometimes it goes bad. And we're all in this repair together. And it's a new paradigm that's emerging right now. And that's something to be excited about. We don't have to bash people. We don't have to call people names. And we certainly don't have to censor ourselves if something has hurt us or harmed us. Through sharing candidly, we open up the opportunity for the other person to offer love and repair to us. Now, it's not guaranteed, and no one necessarily has to do it. It's just it creates an opening, and we trust the outcome. So my friends, stay tuned for part two. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you next time on the Miracle-Minded Podcast.